Aloha and welcome to The Joystick Show, a podcast where your three favorite friends from Hawaii get together to talk story about the latest things they've watched, read, or played in pop culture. I'm Thomas, one of the co's here, and if this is your first time, mahalo for spending some time with us. Before we go any further, though, I wanted to let you know that this episode is one of our classics, so the audio quality does not come close to our newest episodes. But we thought there was still so much fun, great laughs, and interesting takes in these episodes that we wanted to leave them up for you to enjoy. I highly encourage you to check out the latest episode for the best sounding show and to hear the latest news and reviews. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Enjoy. What up, everybody, and welcome to the eighth episode of Joystick, where every week four friends from high school get together and play a game online. They chat about the latest news in pop culture, nerd culture, things like video games, comic books, movies, shows, and so on. I'm Drake. And welcome to Joystick. Thomas, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your weekend? Yeah, what's up, man? Yep, Thomas here. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. We, I got to link up with a bunch of our old friend, our old high school friends as well. Other old high school friends, other friends in general. Um, we went to Rufus the Soul. It was pretty tight. Uh, it, the concert was at... Uh, well, I guess for those who don't know, Rufus Soul, it's actually a band. It's three guys. One, one plays synth, one is a singer, and one is a drummer. And it's kind of like a rock band meets electro music, electronic music, um, but really badass. It was crazy. They sold out the whole, uh, what was it, um, LA Galaxy Stadium. So it, it was it was wild. Oh. Uh, I was, uh, maybe too soon, but I was a little bit afraid after the whole Travis Scott thing, but they managed it very well. It was not nearly as scary and still alive. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Scott? How's the weekend? Um, pretty good. I'm another year older. Um, That's right. Just Happy chill. birthday. Um, we just kind of... Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we just kind of... We just kind of kept it easy. Ooh, a little less... Mm-hmm. Less than that, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was it was just pretty chill. Um, watched um, I watched a lot of movies this weekend. Um, and just kind of ate home cooked meals, spent time with family. It was nice. Oh my gosh, so wholesome! What a wholesome way to start yeah. this out. You know, when you yeah. get older, it's just like no need to go huge. Uh, we're the same age, and I feel like you just uh, shat on my weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you think it was your birthday or something. Jesus, what are you doing, right. man? <laughs> right, right, uh, Yeah, but uh, I, I felt like a good a good segue for the whole wholesomeness is, is kind of this game we're playing, too. So this weekend we are playing Knockout City, and so far we're just learning the mechanics. This is literally like my first 15 minutes into playing the game, but pretty wild so far. I I guess the whole premise that we're playing is that it is a three-on-three dodgeball tournament, uh, kind of on a elevated map. So I I guess in a way, it's kind of like Smash in the sense you're trying to knock everybody (laughs) off the map. 
and or you just get completely knocked out, which just happened to me, and you respawn. So yeah, I, I don't know for I, I assume we're playing real people, right? I think so. Is this, I don't know. Is this just computers. Or, I don't know. But um, yeah, I just punched this viper dude in the face. Oh, I got knocked out. You got knocked out. Perfect. Uh, that's not perfect. I don't know why I said that. Uh, but it looks like. Let me see. It looks like there are customizable characters. They're different forms of the dodgeball. You can not only throw those different balls between like a basic dodgeball, there's a pinball ball that it looks like where you get multiple throws out of it. There is a cage ball that can trap somebody else inside of that ball and then you can then in turn use them as a ball to throw. Uh, what were some of the other ones? Was there, I guess if there was one that was like a bomb, they could like explode people. Uh, yeah, but the mechanics are pretty fun. It's a really cartoony type of game. Um, I remember this game being announced uh, at a Disney Play event. That was, I don't know, I think earlier Ooh, I this year. Out. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, do you guys have anything else to kind of throw in there? I'm going to just hide in this corner really quick while I <laughs> pull up some notes. Wait, we got, we're almost going to win. It's like game is we're fun, oh, but also two points traumatic. away. Yeah, dude. Wait, wait. <laughs> that was a yeah, it's, oh, my God. Again. One more point. One more point. Oh, okay. Good. All me. All wow. me. Good job, All you. Dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey. Except for the other nine points. Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for the... They were I mean, me. I did get the high score, but anyway. Where did, it, where did it say that? I don't see shit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that either. Yeah, yeah. You can say anything on a podcast. Come on. I, know. I, need, I need data. To that. Uh, but yeah, so as far as the Wikipedia page goes, since we don't have our... Uh, yeah, Kobe is at a Trailblazers game tonight, so shout out to Kobe and the Portland Trailblazers tonight. But um, as far as the Wikipedia page goes, it says... Knockout is a team-based competitive multiplayer game wh whose gameplay rules resemble dodgeball. The player's goal is to attack enemies from the opposing team by knocking them out with the ball. There are several types of balls in this game, including the moon ball, which allows players holding the ball to jump higher, the bomb ball, which is a time ball that explodes on impact, a player who can throw player... Uh, players as a ball when ready to throw a ball. Man, there's just too many balls. Oh, I, to think catch we get, I think we get the point that there's yeah, different types of balls. It's pretty self-explanatory. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, a little, yeah, it, it seems pretty fun. Obviously, there's there's different customization of characters, too. There, there's panels where you can kind of float to different levels. There's, uh, you know, bridges that connect different parts of the map together. So, yeah, but multiple ways, I guess, to win and get points uh, besides knocking the person out. And it looks like there's kind of lives as well. Uh, yeah. So, pretty fun. Yeah, just, just, yeah. We're just trying to hit people in the face with balls. Yeah. Sounds like, you know, a Friday night. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, cool. there's different, different versions of different versions of the gameplay as well. Right now, we are currently doing the three-on-three -three tournament. And not only can you throw it, but you can also, if you time it right, you can also catch the ball that is thrown at you, like dodgeball. Uh, oh, and there is a dash, uh, I guess. I don't know if there's <sighs> necessarily the five Ds, but uh, there is a dash, one of the Ds, and so you can dodge. 
or I dot dash man oh my gosh I should just repeat the, the dodgeball <laughs> saying but uh, <laughs> yeah so you can catch catch them as well so it's kind of cool yeah right now it looks like we are nice snag that snag that ball right out of the air you can definitely get lost in this game like you can yeah <laughs> dude I'm like so Right, right. Okay. It is definitely hard to uh, also chat about things and what's going on. Yeah, it's a, this is like an ultimate test of multitasking, which if you know anybody listened to last week knows that that's something I cannot do. But yeah, well, I don't know. I guess in the meantime, before we can get into the topics, which this last Friday was a big... Um, oh, also it was my wife's birthday this past Friday. Hey. So oh, we had nice. our last round of Disneyland tickets. So we were at Disneyland during Disneyland Day, which was pretty tight. Uh, and wow, did we... Yeah, Dominate. I feel like our hair... Oh, we won. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Oh, who's yeah. the MVP? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Those are those who are watching on the live stream are like, nah, he won. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, so good job, good job. Um, somebody has to keep talking since this is a podcast, so um, I guess I'll take credit for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to like talk on this thing, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to keep playing and being really silent, that's gonna be perfect for our <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so also, what I was saying was this past Friday was also Disney Plus Day, which you know, Disney was announcing all their new product uh, projects coming out for next year. Uh, and I guess some for this end, end of this year, uh, and between their Marvel projects, Star Wars, which was very limited, and some general Disney Plus shows that I think they were coming out. So that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, any any standouts for you guys? I can give like a pretty like a rundown from what I can remember off the top of my head. And if you guys want to like fill me in with it, or do you guys yeah, want to cool. talk about standouts? That works. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as, since Star Wars Limited, I guess I'll just start there. It looks like they were talking about, or showed images anyway, of the Obi-Wan show coming out, where Ewan McGregor is coming back, which I'm stoked about. I love Ewan McGregor really in anything, by far one of my favorite actors. But uh, yeah, coming back as Obi-Wan to kind of fill us in into what happened between the original Star Wars and, or I guess, sorry, from the the original three Star Wars, episode one through three, and what happened at the beginning of A New Hope, Star Wars episode four. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I, you know, Drake, you're a pretty big Star Wars fan. Do you have any thoughts on that? Any comments? Um, I would say that definitely looking forward to Obi-Wan. I mean, obviously the time in between where uh, he was kind of watching over Luke um, as he was getting older. I mean, all that time uh, we don't know about, so that's going to be super exciting. Obviously, kind of looking forward to seeing how they're going to portray Ahsoka moving forward, um, just because they're bringing in a new generation of of uh, individuals. So right, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. individuals, but I mean v- viewers, of course, yeah. So mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing how they further evolve the lore without having to, you know, bring back up the stains from their past, i.e., the Skywalkers. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting point that you bring up because, yeah, you're right. Like, 
a lot of people who've watched the originals uh, will obviously know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is and all that. And, and I guess if you watch the Clone Wars, for sure. So I guess what I was thinking about was how are they going to tie this in for newer audiences. But I guess, you know, a lot of younger kids will know about Obi-Wan based on the Clone Wars story. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I mean, he's always been, to me, one of the cooler characters in Star Wars, obviously, you know. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that was shepherding Luke, but was he always kind of watching, just watching him in the background, you know? Like, I don't know, I guess I'm curious to see what was going on with him this whole time while he was just, like, yeah, like I said, just kind of there in the background watching Luke and whatnot. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm excited for I, that part of it. I speculate a little bit that they'll be doing Obi-Wan like a, a subtle romance type movie because Obi-Wan in himself, like at one point in time was, um, when we go back to the Clone Wars, he was like in love with Sabine, but he was such a Jedi that, you know, he didn't want to um, yeah, break the do code. anything about it, right? So right. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe he finally has his chance to like fall in love and we get to see him kind of see what a Jedi is like to love because we couldn't really see that with Qui-Gon. We couldn't really see that with... Um, uh, Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars, so could be right. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, now that we, you know, we've definitely seen it with Marvel, and we'll, we'll kind of go into that more um, later on, but, you know, I guess I'm curious to see how they're going to take it, because the Mandalorian is such a distinct style. It's, you know, very kind of Western, the Lone Ranger, you know, traveling across the galaxy and, um, you know, then gets this unexpected type of kid. Like, how do you do that in a way with Obi-Wan that makes it feel like it's a progressive Star Wars story without making it also feel like it's just copying the Mandalorian? So I'm interested to see what they're going to do there. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. amazing. Yeah, Scott, any, any thoughts on it? Um, yeah, it was good, huh? We're going to have to um, take an intermission uh, between games <laughs> yeah. a little bit here so we can get some, some conversation out. But yeah, so anyways, the, the Star Wars was announced. Uh, sorry, Obi-Wan for the Star Wars side of things was announced. And then I think that they oh, kind of showed one other thing about Boba Fett. And so we already know that's coming out. Uh, from my memory, just off the top of my head, I think it comes out December 29th. And it's picking back up on where the Mandalorian left off with Obi, uh, with where the Mandalorian left off with Boba Fett. So we're going to be getting a, kind of a continuation oh, there. Lost. Yep, I don't think I was any use there. So, yeah. <laughs> I definitely did not get the MVP of the team. Let's, let's take a little uh, break on the game for a second just to kind of, yeah, get this out and then maybe move on to some Marvel stuff. And then, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. Any, any thoughts on Boba Fett or Scott now that you have a second? Oh, round two. Never mind. It just started up. I just, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, All good. Yep. I mean, I think... No, I'm excited for it. I only saw the... I only saw stills of it though. Um, oh, were, they, okay. were there trailers and whatnot for the, like, the Obi Wan Kenobi one and stuff like that? No, no. It was just it was just stills. They showed oh, okay. a picture of Obi Wan riding 
some type of creature, and then there was um, a still of him fighting a fully formed uh, Darth Vader, which was pretty cool. So, oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. So we're finally getting to see, I mean, basically, like, this is like the, the Jake Paul uh, rematch that, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to think of who Jake Paul's fought recently. And, yeah, again, multitasking, not my strong suit right now. But, um, yeah, basically, all I'm saying is, like, it's the rematch that everybody's wanted to see, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's coming out this December, right? Or not the Obi Wan, but the. We're going to get the Boba Fett this December. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which to okay. me, I, I was talking to somebody about it recently. It's like, for me now, um, Mandalorian is almost like a Christmas time show. For, you know? Because, like, the last two Christmases, we've had a Mandalorian season. And so we don't get that this year, unfortunately. I think I, I think maybe COVID had something to do with it, but you know at least we're beginning Boba Fett, and, and unfortunately it comes out after Christmas. But still, like we're we're getting some type of Star Wars, uh, you know, Mandalorian spinoff. So yeah, it's becoming more and more like a Christmas thing for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that should be cool. Also, um, yeah, I I think I texted you guys about this. Uh, Probably kind of embarrassing, but one uh, awesome kind of Netflix show that good Christmas movie if you're looking for something with like a significant other, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Um, I, I would highly recommend uh, Love Hard. It was, uh, oh, yeah. okay. Christina was like, oh, let's watch I it. Was I was like, Jimmy Yang, Jimmy O. Yang. Yes, yeah. I've got it. some thoughts on it when you're ready. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's cool. go. I. I mean, I really. Well, my expectations on it were like this is going to be terrible. I did not want to watch it at all. So the fact that I, there was some kind of humor, like I still found some things pretty humorous. Plus, you know, Debrev's in it. Um, yeah. 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 What's his name? Uh, what's the Paxton Yoshida Hall? I don't know what that guy's yeah, name is yeah. in real life. He's in it too. Uh, you know, I, I found some some good stuff out of it. Uh, what, what what did you think about it? So, my initial thought was, it's being something that it doesn't want to be, that it's trying to be the exact opposite of. So, for example, it wants to be this movie that shows you, like, oh, you know, just because you're Asian, you can still be, uh, you can still find love, right? But even more so, it goes back to the idea that at one point in time. Uh, Asian males and uh, black females were the least swiped on a bunch of different, like, you know, uh, social or what are those app, dating apps? Right, right. I think right. that's still true, actually. Okay, so it's still true uh, to our knowledge, right? Yeah. So the the show in itself is, you know, a satire of itself, essentially stating that, you know, uh, an Asian male is essentially catfishing a a, a, a hot non-Asian <laughs> female, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have this situation where she would have never, and she does this in the, sh in the movie, is that she, she never would have chose the person based off their looks, regardless of whether or not she connected with them completely. And that's even more so goes into the idea that she has to kind of fall in love with Jimmy O. Yang, even though she knows she already is, but Paxton Yoshida Hall 
is super fucking good looking. And the only reason why it made it seem different is because Paxton was the hotter of the two, even though one was half Asian and Jimmy O. Yang's full Asian. So for mm-hmm. me as an Asian male, yeah, it frustrated me to see that it tried to kind of break that stereotype and yet perpetuated it in every fucking way. Mm, okay, yeah, I, I didn't take it that way. At all. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, that's a cool take. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely interesting. But I, I took it as like, man, um, well, first of all, like, I, I don't remember... Uh, there's only recently been, and I say recently for me and to my knowledge, again, in the last two years that there's even been like Asian male leads as like the romantic lead, you know? So yeah, that, yeah, it was about um, obviously like the hot guy wins out, but the fact that it's a hot Asian guy and another not so hot Asian guy is a win. Like I felt like that was a win. I don't remember any time from my childhood where it was like, oh, two Asian guys are like, you know, both the the good looking and non good looking. You know, like even if you look back to like a, a she's the man or whatever, it's like you know, it all Caucasian leads. So for me, I felt like that was already a win. And then it was also like this, you know, wow. Now it gave kind of representation to me in a sense that, you know, at least we have. Yeah, it's a nerdy Asian guy, but you know, wow, like he has something that obviously. Um, that that is admirable that somebody that anybody can appreciate hot girls not hot girls whatever and i thought that i thought that was cool like he is uh you know he, he he's not the best looking guy but he's got a good family he you know there's classic american traditions you know and yet they have their own spin on it so i really liked that take on it um and also like it also showed that yeah be, even though paxton is the, like you know the hot guy and uh all this stuff it's like you know not all Asian guys are created equal, even. Like, not, it's not like we all like to do the same things, or we all, you know, as, as somebody who's half Asian, like, you know, I, I, the stereotype, in a sense, is not perpetuated in a way because Paxton is not like this nerdy, um, you know, mathematician, like super smart dude. He's an outdoorsy guy. He's a climber. He's, you know, uh, in a bobsledding, drinks beers with the boys. And then, you know, on the other side, the, the nerdy character in this story is, you know, he, he's funny. He, uh, you know, maybe is not so into sports, but he has other talents. He, you know, he does he does the candle thing and I know it's kind of lame but he's also kind of a slacker and you know that's kind of cool like in a way it kind of is kind of cool side to to show it and also not make him like oh this guy's a loser because he's Asian no he's a loser just because he doesn't do shit he works at his dad's store like I I don't know I I thought it was in a way kind of original the take on on the character and but using classic romantic tropes and it's nice to be for me to see someone else that maybe looks like us that I didn't see when I was a kid kind of get to play that part. Mm. Yeah, no comment on it? <laughs> I mean, I can see where you're coming from in that. Like, it's definitely a more positive take on, um, I guess, that movie as a whole. Uh, for me, I guess the, the frustration was, I guess, the having had to go through that, right? Like, Half Asians in general are particularly more good looking as a whole, as we call them papas, right? So mm-hmm. 
in that being like more Asian and having to deal with more of those stereotypes, it, for me, it just was more um, traumatic in that sense. Not in like oh. where I, f I felt like I don't have any confidence or I need, you know, some sort of uh, uh, okay for me to be who I am. You know what I mean? That is, that, that's not the case. I think it's just having to see that that was even the, the issue, right? If it was not in a sense of normality, but if it was way more accepted, then it would just would have been what it was, right? Like, yeah. you don't have to tell me that this dude's fucking so stereotypically Asian. And of course, Nina Dobrev, one of the hottest women in, you know, on the screen at, at any point in time is strategically picking the hotter dude based on the fact of looks but just because he happens to be half Asian. I mean, name me a full Asian actor that could have stepped in that we would have believed over Paxton Yoshida Hall. Simu Liu, um, the guy who played the brother. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I guess I get what you're saying for sure. And I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, awesome, like a, you, you have a very valid opinion and for sure. I, I'm just saying, like, uh, to me, it seems like it progressed based on, like, I don't remember seeing that as a kid, you know? And, and yeah. I was telling Christina, like, for me, it's, like, awesome because now, you know, like, you know, I, I'm not saying Crazy Rich Asians was, like, one of the first movies to do this, but to see, you know, Asians in any facet, whether full Asian or half Asian or not, in, in lead roles and, and also, like, lead romantic roles is very encouraging for me, I feel like. It's like, you're right, like, yeah, like, you know, Asian and black women are typically very un... If we're going to use that as a metric of their wantedness, right, um, the least swiped, and I think, like, man, that's it's a step in the right direction, you know? Like, it's cool. Like, I wish, as a kid, I wish I saw that because I, I thought, you know, to some degree there were certain... You know, I was never going to be as wanted because I might look the way I look, you know? And I, I think that, yeah, now with this movie and Crazy Rich Asians and we have the success of Shang-Chi, it's like, wow, you know, like, you know, Asians are getting to be able to step into these lead roles in in, in some ways that are non-stereotypical, but that would be stereotypical for people who are used to an action hero be, being, you know, a buff white guy or something, right? It's like, wow, okay, cool. Like, we, we get to see something and be authentic, but also be accepted in a broader spectrum of society and, like, and, and be successful. Like, that's, that's tight. Uh, I like that. So, yeah, it's not, yeah, I think, you know, I guess I'm also looking at it from, like, an average person's perspective. Like, this is probably a little different than they can imagine, but it's also painting in a light that's like, look, you know, like, at the end of the day, we're all human. We, we want to get with hot people. That's just, you know, I, I, regardless of whatever, sex or not, but, um, yeah, and, and I think they did a good job of it. And like, is it a perfect movie? No. Is it? Is there great acting in it? Not really, but there's like definitely some funny <laughs> moments in it, and I, yeah. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. I, I didn't necessarily look at it from that angle, um, but just as a, as a movie, there's definitely points I enjoyed in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've yet yeah. to see it, so. <clears throat> yeah. So, we'll it is, yeah, that's, that's my recommendation. Uh, definitely, I, I think, again, yeah, valid points either way um, uh, on both sides. And, and I, I, yeah, I, it's, you know, 
Um, I think it's a good kind of holiday movie if you're just looking for something to to have that, and that's not something mm-hmm. you watch like a thousand times. Which that's the okay, thing for that's me. Cool. I always get I always feel like I get trapped into like Home Alone or Love Actually, and and nothing wrong with those awesome classic Christmas movies, but it's it's nice to have mm-hmm. something different now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, tight. Um. Uh. Let's see. All right. Cool. So I think we touched base on the Star Wars side of things, the Marvel side of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, there wasn't too many surprises for me, but, mm-hmm. you know, what they showed, uh, I, I thought was cool. Uh, they, they had some Moon Knight footage now, a quick little teaser. They had a uh, She-Hulk teaser. They had Miss mm-hmm. Marvel what else? What else am I th- uh, kind of lost track of it a little bit? Anything else? Um, Marvel Zombies, right? Didn't they um, announce yeah, that? Yeah, well? Marvel That's Zombies. Right. Yep, yep. On that, yeah, totally. On the animation side, Marvel Zombies. Uh, and Spider-Man freshman year. And the thing I'm most, most, most excited about as far as the animation side is X-Men 97. Ooh, oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, dude. not wait for that. I am so pumped. <laughs> that iconic. is going to be so great. Yeah. Absolutely. Super iconic. Yeah, man, and it's cool. Like, I like the fact that they're just picking it right back up where it left off. Um you know, right where the X-Men cartoon from the, in the, from the 90s ended, they're just picking it right back off with some of the original writers and directors and a lot of the same voice cast. So that's, that's just cool. You know, I don't, I don't that's think really you cool. ex- expect something 20 years later to just, like, pick right mm-hmm. back up. So, yeah. Yeah. Any, anything that you guys saw that you're most excited about stood out? Um, I heard some news about... Um... Disney doing a reboot on Daredevil. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, right? I definitely heard that, too. Think? Yeah, but that um, that actually came out, I think, this past weekend, and that was outside of Disney Day, which was cool. Yeah, outside yeah, absolutely. of, yeah. We, yeah, we could definitely talk about it, though. Because other than that, I think that was all the Marvel um, Disney Plus Day news, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I remember there was one other thing. There was Echo. They talked about Echo, which is oh, yeah. that's kind of where the um, Daredevil knowledge is kind of, uh, or I guess you know, it's just a direct tie into the Daredevil news, and uh, you know, because Dare, um, Echo is going to be kind of introduced in the Hawkeye show, and then also has a big tie-in in the comics with Daredevil. So, yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool that there's you know this multiple tie-ins going on and if it's Charlie Cox I, I'm there for it for sure yeah um, I thought he did a great job as Daredevil and I would love to see him do it again yeah, <laughs> yeah. while you're jumping across the roof and I just football you to death uh, but yeah, yeah he did such a good job um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see that um, come back and I, it's, I'm assuming it's going to be a series right is that, yeah. is that what it said? Okay, right. cool. Not like well, a yeah, Disney yeah. movie I, or anything, I, right? I, I'm not too sure, but um, the only thing I know is that they were saying it could be kind of like the season four for the Netflix Daredevil show that we didn't get. 
So I'm pumped oh, about okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see the Moon Knight footage, though? I didn't see the footage. I saw the stills. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. So, um, yeah, it's Oscar Isaac is going to be playing uh, Moon Knight. Uh, you know, you can see him as, in the new Dune movie as Leto Atreides, the Duke. Uh, let me think of what else is Oscar Isaac been in. Oh, Ex Machina. He plays the mm -hmm. eccentric billionaire who invents uh, the, <laughs> the android. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, you I, said I, Paul already, right? What was it? Paul. You said Star Wars. Oh, already, yeah. oh, dude, I totally forgot about. It. Yeah, and yeah, he was Poe in in the new Star Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, in the last three episodes. Yeah, Poe Bronson. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, I think he's an author. Never mind. Sticky, <laughs> sticky, Ricky. A tinky winky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Teletubbies. From the Teletubbies, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he, he, it's amazing. Um, so in the comics, I guess they. They were kind of showing, um, I can't remember what the last run I read was, but I was kind of telling you guys about it earlier last year, but really cool. Um, I, I didn't really know a lot about Moon Knight, and he was not one of my favorite characters growing up. I think it was just for mm -hmm. the fact that I didn't really know him and didn't really understand his story. Uh, yeah. But from a lot of, you know, I guess like true fans hate this comparison, but, uh, you know, he, he's kind of Marvel's equivalent of Batman. And, uh, yeah, so he, not only that, um, besides, uh, I guess the comparison is there, one, because he kind of fights crime at night, and two, he ha he's a, a billionaire millionaire that has, you know, creates his own weapons and this kind of stuff and, you know, fights for justice and that kind of stuff. But he, yeah, he, he's, you know, kind of a darker character in the Marvel Universe, um, and, you know, part of his whole... Uh, persona is that he has dissociative personality disorder. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think you see some themes of that in uh, in the in the trailer, or uh, not really a trailer. It was more of just like a like a sneak peek. And yeah, so there's points where he's like looking into a window, and he sees himself in his reflection. And it's kind of like when you look in a mirror in a mirror, you can kind of see like the varying levels. You see like that same picture kind of all the way down, and you see a couple different versions of him. And as he walks away, they there's two different visions or images of him and they just kind of stay there and keep watching him so and then it goes into this english accent and uh yeah he yeah he, he you you get this sense of like they're really going to be playing into this this is dissociative <laughs> disorder and multiple personality kind of thing so that's pretty tight oh that's so cool yeah yeah and i, I think if anybody can do it it's him i mean he's such an amazing actor he, he, he just you know yeah, I love him. I think he's a great actor, so I'm stoked to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Exciting things coming out from Disney right now. For sure. It's pretty uh, awesome, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, uh, did you see any of the stills of She-Hulk or anything? Um, a little bit of that, too. Yeah, I saw a YouTube trailer of it. Oh, nice. Nice. What did you think? Um... From what I, I I think the trailer only saw like the back third just kind of like stand up a little bit and then her when she's not She Hulk on the bike, but I th just from what I saw those like two like clips, um, I think I mean it could be interesting. I mean you're incorporating Mark Ruffalo and his Hulk into it and so you're you know you're giving it 
the, the wheels or giving it the okay. Um, but I, I have no clue on how they're going to actually portray the show as. Is it going to be a rom-com? Is it going to be um, more intense than that? Is it going to be, you know, what kind of genre are they going to pull from in order to make that that more interesting, aside from the fact that she's She-Hulk? Uh, that's going to be interesting to see moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, she also also had one of those characters that I wasn't really looking for for Marvel. Like, I, I, they, you know, she must have a pretty loyal fan base for them to think that they can make the show and that people are going to watch it for sure. But it's like, I wasn't necessarily looking for a She-Hulk show. And, yeah, this one looks, yeah, it looks like it's actually going to be pretty cool. Um, we didn't get to see what she looks like. And we kind of got to see, in a sense, what she looks like from the back. And I guess the suit looks pretty comic accurate, which is cool. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think they'll, they'll do a pretty good job. I, I have yet to have any reason to doubt Marvel yet. And uh, having Mark Ruffalo in it, I think, is going to be a huge win for giving the characters some legitimacy. Yeah, I feel like, um, oh, sorry, this game is like, draws you in. Um, I'm just like running around throwing these balls. Um, I I think there's like, there's not a lot of female um, characters that they can maybe easily segue from other existing characters. Um, So like She-Hulk, I guess, like being able to use Mark Ruffalo and um, bring her in, that's like a no-brainer. Right. Sorry, sorry. I Drick was kind of floating across the sky, and I just like pulled him and saw his oh. little character profile just like float down. It was it was hilarious. Sorry, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There's, I mean, top tier characters. When I think about Marvel, as far as like women, uh, I mean, my extent again, like what kind of drew me in, kind of going back to Marvel or sorry, X Men '97 was was a lot of, like, the X-Men characters, you know, Storm, Jean Grey, Jubilee, Rogue. Like, the, you know, those are all, to me, like, top-tier Marvel characters, but they all are from one property that has yet to be introduced. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it probably makes sense in a lot of ways to bring She-Hulk in, and I know she's eventual, um, you know, a big part of the Avengers in the, in the newer runs and stuff, so it seems like that will make sense. Um, but yeah, I uh, should be cool. I, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't necessarily like wanting a She-Hulk show, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. And, and the, another thing that I think is going to be awesome about it from what I hear is that I, I haven't read a She-Hulk comic, but, you know, she was the first ever to break the fourth wall, even before Deadpool. So the fact that they were kind of yeah, giving glimpses, right? Yeah, giving glimpse of that, and the fact that th- there was kind of this shot, I guess, in the teaser that shows her. Um, you know, uh, you don't really know what the conversation is, but you know that there's kind of this moment where she is breaking the fourth wall. I'm interested to see mm-hmm. how another character do it besides Deadpool and see how they utilize it and see if it's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good point because. Deadpool is definitely, I'm assuming, going to be more, like, he's more jokey than She-Hulk probably is. So, I'm assuming she breaks the fourth wall, but is also a little more serious. Yeah. So, it should be cool. 
Yeah. Huh? Should be breaking a lot of Like things. Doogie Howser or like, um, like uh, I think they do it in, in uh, Grownish. Oh, hmm. yeah. Um, she uh, breaks the fourth wall sometimes to talk about. So, or like The Office. Into it. But they're making a. Oh, but like, like a, a documentary. documentary. Like what we do yeah, in Shadows but, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah but, but actually, fourth wall. Yeah. Right, right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, to your point, the. Um, the offices, you know, they have, I think they call them like talking heads, but you're real. I mean, really it's like kind of a way for you to get the character's thoughts on the experience direct to the audience without them saying it to another character. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to literally see her step out from a scene, have that, that moment paused in a sense, and then like directly address the audience, which I don't, they kind of did a little bit in WandaVision too, I guess to, to the talking points kind of things, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that should be cool. And yeah. She-Hulk is a small enough character. To, like that's a great um, platform to put her on. Like put her on the the streaming network. Like give her episodes. Like and you'd be able to tell a better story that way. Like I don't know if she's the type of character that can carry her own movie. Uh, right. We'll see though through the series. Like maybe like the series is great and then she she does like she now gets incorporated to the Avengers. Right. And, like she gets her own movie or whatnot, but this is like a good way to ease people into new characters that are not normally considered A team. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel's been doing a good job of showing characters that aren't A team and like making them more known. Right. Yeah. So it should, it should be cool. I'm down for it. Like yeah, like you. I wasn't. It's not like I was looking for a She-Hulk show, but um, I'm also excited to watch it because I feel I have faith in Marvel and they seem to do a pretty good job with telling stories or with disney right yeah, so yeah yeah you just made me think of it too um talk about characters who like you never think would get their own show because uh, not even i don't even think they were in the list of like c-class characters or whatever but they also announced house of harkness the Agatha Harkness spinoff from WandaVision. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Agatha, yeah. Yeah, and I like, I mean... And I wonder Catherine... if because oh, the sorry, actress did a really good job. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, like no, you're saying. You're about to job, introduce yeah. her. She killed right. it as Agatha. Murder. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, I guess, don't bring Catherine Hodd into a show unless they're going to do something big. But, man, does she... Uh, she really did steal the show in a lot of ways, so I guess it does make sense to give her her own show. But such an obscure character, I think, in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I have no idea what the show's even gonna be about. Like, yeah, because it's it's her show, so it's gonna be what from the villain's point of view, or yeah, like, and right. like how much of it is gonna be like canon to the point where like usually we don't see what the villains are up to and how it's going to affect the heroes. So, like, what exactly are they going to show us? Like, is it what was happening at the same time during, um, uh, what is it, WandaVision? Or is yeah. it, like, its own new thing? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Right, because at the end of the show, she kind of, like, traps her within that universe, even though the town's free. So it's like, is this going to be a prequel? Is this going to show, you know... Um, you know her breaking out of this yeah it's yeah. it's gonna be interesting for sure that's not the the villain if i was gonna give a villain um like off the top of my head a show it wouldn't have been her it would have been baron zemo because it seems like people 
loved him in right. Captain right. Winter Soldier. Yeah. So it's like he seems to make sense. It's interesting to go this direction, but there has to be a a, a real a reason or tie in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would have just watched Zemo like go outside and like you know like do something stupid and then come back inside and like drink a brandy. Like I would have watched that. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I could listen to Daniel Bruhl say anything too. He's got like the coolest accent. Yeah. You know, I actually appreciate him more now since I've seen him in other things. And I just yeah. rewatched Civil War the other night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, the, I don't know. His scenes were just a lot better. I think when I first watched it, I didn't really know who he was. So I was just kind of like not as invested in right. like his scenes because I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, And then, in the you know, you start, it starts unveiling like he's um, his character, like his true character and stuff. And But mm-hmm. I'm like, now that I've seen him in other things that I know, I don't know, just a better appreciation for his acting, I, like, really liked his scenes and everything he was doing in that movie. I was like, oh, The man, Alienist. Like, yeah. Yeah, the Alienist yeah. is great. Oh, man, so good. Yeah. Even a Rush, he was yep, great in that, Rush. too. Yeah, Nicky yeah, Lauda and all that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was great. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So I, I could have seen that happening, I guess, yeah, yet to be seen as to what... House of Harkness is going to be about and if it's going to be something that's going to be really interesting. Uh, yeah, but, but we will see. Uh, yeah, they also released a little bit of footage. Yeah, Scott, I don't know if you want to also queue up a level two. We could do that, but they also released a little bit Can't more footage of Hawkeye and that was, yeah, it was really cool. Um, a Hawkeye, I like, I, I like Jeremy Renner a lot, but it never my favorite character either. I feel like we've gotten so many Archer shows and characters, you know, over the Great last hero. 10 years, yeah. right? I mean, Legolas, Katniss Everdeen, yeah. and the Hawkeye's like, and okay, Arrow's cool. a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So, but um, I hope this is the show that really makes me care about Hawkeye. Right. But also... I, like you were saying earlier with the with the movie being um, new content for Christmas time, like mm-hmm. I'm always about that too. So it feels like they're incorporating it to feel like a Christmas show as well. Yeah, like it's it's ha- it's all happening during Christmas time, whatever. So like I'm always down for something new to watch during Christmas. So right, yeah, yeah. I I think that will definitely kind of propel the story to and make it more interesting for me in a way. Yeah, to to that point because. Yeah, it's something you can't help but make it more either heartfelt or emotional or whatnot with Christmas being the main uh, kind of revolving or background story or like moving the story forward. So that's going to be, yeah, I think that was a very smart move on their part. Uh, plus, Haley Seinfeld's not a, a bad addition to it either. Yeah, she's a really good actress. I mean, loved her in Grit and... I think she's going to add a little bit more zing. I mean, I can imagine, and only because it's Disney, like it kind of going a little bit on the musical side. We haven't really seen a musical um, show yet out of Disney that's Marvel-esque. I mean, maybe a little bit with, um, what's her face? Uh, What was that first show that was there? With uh, Scarlet Witch and stuff? Oh, yeah, WandaVision. WandaVision. Jeez Louise. Um, we kind of saw a little bit of that, but that was kind of more of the draw of the sitcom. Right. So I think it might be interesting. I mean, Haley Steinfeld is a singer. 
Um, it's during a Christmas time. There's there's some possibility there to kind of change it up and make it a little bit more different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, it seems like Kate Bishop has been getting a lot of traction in like the uh, comic community. Like obviously, people really really like Kate Bishop, and then you know, introducing her into a video game and all this stuff. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be just a good character moving forward. You know, it, it really seems like the original Avengers are passing the baton. You know, we're getting Yelena and She-Hulk and, you know, um, Sam Wilson's Falcon as Captain America. It only makes sense that, you know, Hawkeye would have a, a new protege and pass the torch. Yeah, uh, I mean... I think that's kind of where it has to go if they want to continue to keep um, keep it going strong. I mean, if we think about, oh my goodness, if we think about how like how much money they've made over the course of um, time, and like how much more they could you know continue to grow it, and to be able to tell the tell the stories and keep you know the vision of Stanley and Marvel alive, because there are a lot of you know sto- great storytelling into which you know, gives a lot of kids hope and can change lives even if it if it's just one read, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I may be wrong on this too, because you brought it up and it made me think of it. I think it was Stanley's uh I don't know if it was his birthday or the day he passed away or whatnot. I think it was like the two or three or no, it must have been the three year. Um but yeah that was and that was over the weekend too, so R.P. Stanley. I, I, one of my biggest regrets I think I'll ever have is you know not really trying to make an effort more to have met him at some point. That'd have been, yeah, that would have been amazing. He, I mean, true, it, it really an inspiration for me. So, anyways, R.P. Stanley. Yeah. 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 Yep, for sure. Well, nice. I think there are some other things that everybody. Um, watch this weekend too right and then we also got the dub we're going into round two so yeah. let's try to get this dub right here what did that show you oh red notice let's get so. the dub yeah red <laughs> notice nice what'd you guys think i i did not watch it but i heard and read a few reviews on it i'm dead dang it um it was a fun movie it's um I think probably like along the lines of what you were saying with the other movie, um, like not the best movie, but <laughs> they did. Um, it, it was like just a fun family action comedy kind of movie. Right. right. From what um, I heard, it's the most. It's you're getting the most rock and most Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds and most rock rock you're getting like in a movie ever. Like they're just like so themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it totally, totally. I, 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 you know, without kind of repeating myself with, with the um, love hard situation, like I did think that the acting, I don't know, it's just the acting wasn't the best. Like Gal Gadot is really pretty and The Rock is really huge, but in terms of like acting, it's just like in that particular movie, it wasn't really selling it for me, but. Right. Like, I saw a moment where, um, I don't know, I saw something online, whatever, he's, like, walking into the museum. I'm assuming to, like, 
figure out who stole something or whatever. And he's like so massive compared to like everybody else he's walking around. It just looks odd. You're like, and, he, and he's supposed to be like a detective or something, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he's supposed to be like this debonair, do-it-all MacGyver in, in, in his own particular like um, skill set type person, but I didn't really... That wasn't what I was getting. So, just different for me. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it definitely wasn't, like, the best movie, but um, I knew it wasn't going to be, so I was like, all right, let's just let's see if it makes me laugh. And there were there were a couple times it made me laugh and stuff, so um, it was just a feel-good movie. It was like, that's easy money for them, though. Like, they just hit all the marks that would yeah. fit that type of movie. Popular and, people, um, holiday. Yeah, it was, like, predictable... Stuff like that, and but it was still fun. Um, like you said, yeah. you still got the like. If you love The Rock, you're gonna get The Rock. If you love Ryan Reynolds, you're gonna get Ryan Reynolds type of things too. So uh, okay, nice. Nice. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Any anything really good in it in particular? Was the action cool or? Uh, um, no. Yeah, it was they, kind of. Oh, yeah. sorry, you go. No, no, no. I was gonna say how they portray kind of like the the, the overall heist situation is you know somewhat intriguing it's definitely not like oceans 11 game changing when you first see it but it has its merits cool nice well right on that's kind of consistent with uh kind of some of the reviews i heard about it whatnot i i might have to to check it out if i kind of want to just throw on some action in the background whatnot so yeah nice. for sure It's like um, the um, National yeah, Treasure type of feel. Oh, yeah. National Treasure with The Rock. With The Rock, <laughs> and yeah. And Gal Gadot, yeah. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, how, how was she at it? Um, I, one thing I did hear is that it seemed like she was having a lot of fun with the show. Oh, for sure. Um, it's right. the first time you really see her as, like, a villain. And she does kind of play it to the nth degree. Like, she's not over the top. But she's definitely leading into the character. I mean, her acting isn't, like, super stellar. She's not going to win an Academy Award, but, like, it, it's it's nice to see her play something a little different. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's exciting just to kind of see see her in a different role and play a, play a villain for a change is pretty tight. I, yeah. And, yeah, let's face it. She's not bad to look at either, so this going to be great. Yeah, she was super gorgeous. Super cool. gorgeous. Isn't there another Netflix movie coming out with like um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, and like uh, Meryl Streep? And um, yeah, it's like a, a meteor is coming to hit the Earth or whatever. What's going on with that? Oh, meteor is hit the Earth. I don't know. I, I could be wrong on this, but I thought um, nope. I could be wrong. I, yeah, maybe you're right on that. Um, I was thinking about. Um, I know they're doing a movie called Oppenheimer, and I think of I always think about Leonardo DiCaprio anytime I hear of um, man, who's the guy that did Tenet? Christopher Nolan. So he's uh, doing Nolan. that. But I, I think you're right on the Meteor movie. I don't really know much about that. Yeah, I just saw a trailer about it on um, the Netflixes. I don't know. It's uh, Jennifer Lawrence is kind of playing Jennifer Lawrence, but in a more like. Um, defining role, meaning that that person kind of has 
leeway into like decision making throughout the movie is what it seems like from the character and then um mm. Leonardo plays more of like a a hesitant uh individual not as confident in his typical roles mm. um and then you see Meryl Streep being Meryl Streep as like a president type character so could be interesting nice cool don't look up hmm. yeah i got to check oh, that yeah, out yeah, man. yeah 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 that sounds sweet yeah that's that, that... I mean, Leo is not going to take a role unless he's going to crush it. I'm pretty sure so. That already sounds like it's going to be a good one. But, yeah, that that wasn't on my radar, so thanks for telling me about that. Um, yeah, I did actually, in the meantime, I got the whole uh, Disney Plus Day lineup from Marvel kind of right in front of me. So oh, I'll just, yeah, so I'll just, I'll just go through and read them what they are. So they're X-Men 97, Echo. Spider-Man freshman year, which is going to be cool because it's the MCU Tom Holland Spider-Man, uh, kind of like a prologue to what we got in Homecoming, I think it was. Um, Agatha, House of Harkness, Marvel Zombies, which should be tight. Um, what's it? Um, what's it? Rick Kirkman? Is that how you say his name, Scott? Was that? Rick Kirkman with Marvel Zombies. The guy Kirkman? who did The Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Invincible? Uh, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. That's what it is. Yeah, Robert perfect. Yep, so they're getting, you know, originally I think he wrote that for Marvel with Marvel Zombies, so they're getting a Marvel Zombie show. We're getting She-Hulk we talked about. Miss Marvel. I do kind of want to hear what you guys have think about that. Um, right, you know, just kind of a interesting character uh again i i don't know if that's any one of our favorites but we kind of got a little introduction to her like that was truly my first introduction to her in the uh, avengers game and the, because that game was the story anyway was all based around her in the in the first part the the, the original story that they came out with um yeah you guys interested in this not interested in it um seen anything about it um, I think I've only ever seen, like, still shots of, like, what they were doing um, in the movie, but nothing, like, definitive. I, I mean, it'll be interesting because they're going to be introducing a Muslim character into the Marvel Universe, which hasn't been done before. Um, and, you know, since playing the game, I've since playing Marvel Avengers, I've, I've had a new respect for Miss Marvel as a whole. But in terms of, like, her character origin, um, a little bit too... Um, youthful for me, but I mean, I can see how it could appeal to other viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's, she's literally a kid, right? I mean, I don't even know if she's in high school, right? Uh, I, I don't know a lot about the character's history other than what I saw in Marvel's Avengers, where you are introduced. She is a kid, but you don't really get to play her as the kid in the like main game. She's kind of more, I would think, high school age at that point. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm not sure. The, it's, the thing that um, is kind of cool about the actress that they cast for the role, though, is that this is her first ever, like, major movie show, anything. Um, she, from what I understand, is, like, a Canadian actor, actress who's only done, like, uh, like, I guess, like, local theater. So really badass that she kind of won out of, like, thousands of people they auditioned and yeah so really excited to see how she does in this bigger role um scott what about you man you what are your thoughts on that show miss marvel um yeah i don't know what to expect um 
again, not like a show that I thought I'd want to see. But, I mean, we'll see, right? Like, if, if it's good, I'll definitely watch it. But I don't know anything um, about her other than the Marvel games as well. Um, but if they make it like the Marvel game, like, that could be interesting. I, I, I liked her character in the Marvel game. I thought that was a pretty um, cool point of view to do it as, like, um, you know, like, you, she's a fan just like we are playing the game. Yeah. So did she, she knows, like, we, we kind of learned about the characters through her and whatnot. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see how the show goes. I'm not sure, though. Who's, yeah. who's like, directing the show? Do we know? Like, Yeah, yeah. It was actually the two guys that did the latest... Um, uh, what was it? Um, uh, bad Boys. So the two directors Ooh. who did the last Bad Boys are doing this show. And they They're are also cool. like Muslim American. So I think that at least, so they're obviously, I think their heart's going to be in it. But also like the action should be good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm the action should that. be good then, especially the guys who did the Bad Boys. Right. The the one controversy I've heard about it though is that from the take and I, I don't know if this is confirmed, but they're saying that the uh her powers are actually going to be changed for the show. And really? oh, like Yeah. Did they mention how? Yeah, so instead of right in the in the comics, I think you know, I looked into it when not her her powers are kind of based around oh my god, that's hilarious. I tried to hit this guy off the edge and I just shot my and then I fell off the edge and died and he's just standing there probably like away that's from That's exactly what like happened AFK. to me. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. chasing a dude and I just ran off the edge. Right, right. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Nice. You're very easy to kill yourself, I guess, in this game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess the way they're changing her powers is so it's going to be more of, rather than her stretching, it's going to be like a, a type of projection, uh, like an astral kind of projection that will like stretch, stretch her out or whatever. So it's not like her physically, physical body that will be stretching. No, it's like this, this aura that will be kind of uh, stretching and expanding or That's whatever, right? That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Right. And I and I don't again, I don't know if this is true or everything's confirmed, but they're saying that the possible reason for this could be because we know that a Fantastic Four movie is coming out. So uh, there is an inevitability that Miss Marvel and Mr. Fantastic will be on a battlefield together. So to have some type of visual distinction between the two characters, they're gonna need yeah. something that's different and that is gonna be the way that they do it. Planning so ahead. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people, I think some people are kind of pissed about it. They're like, oh, you're changing her powers. Because her, her powers are not exactly the same as Mr. Fantastic's, but still like. Uh, Super close. Like Very close. Yeah. Visually, they look the same. Right. And so, yeah. Well, so, yeah. We will see. Hopefully, it ends up being mm. pretty good. Um, we are also getting What If Season 2. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked What If. I did love What If. I thought it was okay. I still have so, to finish that, to be honest. <laughs> I think you loved it then. I just, dude, I can't get <laughs> enough. That's why I stopped. I was like, this is going to end too soon. You, you got to make it last until 2022. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So I was going to watch, and then um, Christine was like, you can't watch ahead. So I didn't, and then we didn't finish. So we, that's on our list. 
Nice. It's on our list. Yeah, yeah the, the, honestly, the, the last episode for me was my what favorite if? episode. What so if? hopefully, yeah, you you guys enjoy it. But yeah, we are getting uh, a season two for that. We are getting, oh, yeah, and I, uh, and I am Groot. I don't know if it's live action or cartoon that um, James Gunn is executive producing. Is it going to be about family or? Vin Diesel is going to definitely be in it, so. Yeah, I, I hope so. You know, uh, they probably can just take all thousand recordings he did for Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and just like regurgitate it for this show. But hopefully it brings something new to the character. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of toys see, that um, are sold. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so many toys. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I wanna, I'm interested to see this Guardians um, Christmas special. Yeah. It's supposed to come cool. out this year, right? Was there anything not about that? this year. I, I think it's was it not this out. year? I don't even think it's coming out next year. I, think I guess not, because we didn't see any previews for it. We would have saw. Right. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and, Christmas uh, is like right around the corner. Right. Yeah, they also are filming Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right now, and they are concurrently filming uh, the Christmas special. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to see it until oh, okay. 2023. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pumped about it. Should I'll be just fun. hold my excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah, so it should be pretty tight. Man, I got blasted there. Uh, talking about by these guys over here. Yeah, talking about blasted like Iron Man's cannons, we are getting Hot. a... <laughs> We are getting an Ironheart show as well. Um, it's based around a character who idolizes Tony Stark because they too are a an inventor and decides to make their own type of Iron Man armor. Take it. Um, yes, yeah, so we're getting that show coming up where we will see Rhodey in it, uh, War Machine 2. So that should be cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that comes out to 2023. We are seeing, uh, we got a still shot of a very furry Nick Fury. See what I did there? Uh, yeah, where he <laughs> does not have his eye patch and he's just kind of bearded out. So, and yeah, it's just like his scarred eye and like super beard. And that's kind of all we got from that. Uh, mm. And they announced uh, Loki season two. So yeah, that, that was kind of it. Huh. Those are cool things, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nothing super amazing. I think the most amazing thing was probably the She-Hulk uh, for me and the Moon Knight stuff, and honestly, mm. and then for animation, the uh, X-Men '97. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are they just gonna like redefine X-Men '97? Are they gonna do the? Because X-Men '97 is iconic. Like, you know, yeah. how, how do you? Are you making it better? Are you? Remastering it. What are we doing? Right. Well, um, from what I understand, like I said, it's picking up right where the last one left off. And I don't remember how that cartoon ended up. I was watching it Damn kind it. of in the mornings when I was drinking my coffee and stuff like that. But I didn't finish it. And because uh, a lot of the episodes I remembered from when we were little kids or when I was a little kid. And, uh, yeah, so uh, it seems like they're just kind of picking back up where it left off. So we're getting same character design. They're going to try to keep, like I said, voice actors are going to be the same. So for most part. So a lot of the characters are going to sound just like they did back in 97, which is dope. And most of the writers, executive producers are coming back on it too. So whatever, um, whatever their thoughts were on that cartoon when they left it, I, you know, maybe we'll get to see that vision realized. 
fuck. That'd be sick. Yeah. Don't tease me like yeah. that, bro. Yeah, so we shall see. Oh, my gosh. Demolish. Yeah, so that was kind of it on Disney Plus Day. There was, um, I, I didn't watch Enchanted, but there, uh, Enchanted 2 is coming out, basically, called Disenchanted with Amy, Rachel Mc, not Rachel McAdams. Is it Rachel McAdams? Amy McAdams? Amy, Amy Adams? Amy Rachel Adams? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just, like, combining names left and right there. But, uh, yeah, so that is, was announced. And then a show that I wasn't, uh, wasn't on my radar, but I you know me being such a sneakerhead, it looks dope. Is called Sneakerella. It's kind of a stupid name, but um, yeah, the premise is this uh, down and out kid who uh, you know is basically like works at the sneaker shop. Is like a custodian, but dreams of making his own sneaker is introduced to this really wealthy girl whose dad owns a sneaker shop, and so there has to be some type of love element, and plus like. Uh, you know, him, you know, Thanks. I guess the, the sneaker will fit eventually and somehow in this show. All right. Yeah. Well, All right. So. I, that, I mean, you're, I mean, you love sneakers. I think that's a cool kind of like aspect. So for example, there's another like YouTube or I'm sorry, um, Netflix show that's dealing with go-karts and that's go-karting is like how you get into F1. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. That's something that you like is like, you know, commemorized in, in, in a cool show. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's, um, man, sneaker culture is, is huge right now. It seems like, um, yeah. Um, shoot. Like between my family and just like, even this, this weekend, just kind of going the show with everybody, like, you know, uh, not making a big deal of it, but there was like a handful of people that recognized the pair that I was wearing was like, man, those are dope, like nice, like whatever, you know, and so it's definitely huge, and it's it's got to the point where I was even listening to this, um, uh, what was it, uh, Wall Street Journal podcast that I listen to occasionally, and they were talking about how like sneaker culture is so big now that when you even talk about execs going into work at like major law firms, not law firms, but major corporations or Fortune 500 companies, like it's becoming more normal for them to not only like you wear your business coat or whatnot, but then you also wear, you know, a pair of Jordans or Yeezys or whatever. So it's, it's definitely, you know, a mainstream thing as far as like just culture in general right now. So yeah, it makes sense that they would be probably you know, doing a show that caters to that audience. Are you surprised or is it more like it's about time kind of situation? Yeah. Um, hmm, not, neither or uh, it just makes sense. Like it's just so big. Like even, you know, you take it, uh, you know, take a step back from it and, you know, to kind of tie it in with, with things that we've talked about, like look at, look at uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like, you know, Miles wasn't wearing just a basic sneaker. He was wearing a Jordan 1 high top. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's, it, that is the culture right now, you know? And there's so much drama even from this last week of Kanye West, you know, um, talking about how Michael Jordan won't talk to him because of the song he made, like, Yeezy just jumped over Jumpman, you know, like, even that is, it's so ingrained in, in the culture, and everybody's got, like, uh, a signature shoe right now, and even with the whole thing that happened with Travis Scott, like, Nike's holding, he was supposed to rela um, release these two pretty, like, pretty dope, what I think dope, um, Air Max is his own 
Travis Scott version of the Air Max, and they're not releasing it now because of the kind of scandal going on with the Astroworld accident and stuff. So it really does, um, I think it's just, it's really ingrained in a lot of things, kind of like how super superhero movies are really ingrained in, in culture right now, too. So it just, to me, it makes sense. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. Do you think Michael Jordan or Kanye West, same level? One's bigger than the other. What do you think? Oh, I mean, as far as, <laughs> no question as to who I like as a person better, but I don't know. Kanye I, West, yeah, I, we get it. <laughs> definitely not, but, you know, I respect the shit out of him as an artist. Like, I think, I think musically, man, um, he's done things musically that have really pushed the genre, and, like, it's like some of his songs are still dope. I really like it. I, I think he's a, a basket case as a person, but, um, yeah, like his his fashion is amazing. His music, um, for the most part, to me is pretty dope. So, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I think you. It's hard to say. I, I think the test of time will be, you know, the original Jordan One coming out in the '80s and is still a top tier shoe now. And it is very, you know, Jordan is very much the reason why Nike is so profitable. So that kind of shows me, you know, very relevant. And, and classic in style of what he's created. And, you know, the, the real test will be, is Yeezy going to be around in 10, 20, 30 years? I don't know. We'll have to see. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I think you guys were talking about some other stuff that you watched this weekend, too. Uh, yeah, the only other thing yes. I watched... This weekend, we yeah, we did good in that round, boys. We came back from the behind. Ooh, we were yeah. up 2-1 two, two, now, so we're the shit. Um, oh, nice. I, I watched go. Formula One over the weekend. Um, they went to... Uh, oh, my gosh. What track did they go to? Brazil. It was a Brazil yeah. GP. Oh, yes. Autodromo, yes, of course. So... Dude, that stadium was packed. It was super packed. I, Brazil, like, loves Formula One. I mean, they've had a few champions come out from Brazil. So, yeah, nice. they're loving it. Um, the track in itself is historic. A um, lot of overtaking, a lot of interesting turns, a lot of elevation changes. And then you have your two championship protagonists, um, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Lewis is behind on points. And something happened during um, free practice or qualifying where they found that there was a technical issue that exceeded the rule set. So essentially, they docked him from being able to qualify. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, Lewis Hamilton, when right? Yes, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. So when he was able to qualify, he was able to get back up to fifth, but he had a five-spot deduction based on the fact of another technical thing um, that the... Uh, the company changed about the vehicle in itself, Mercedes. And so he started at 10th and then he clawed his way back up, you know, this uh, 72 lap race to get back up to Max Verstappen's, you know, number one spot. And Max and Lewis are going back and forth. Max pushes Lewis off the track. Lewis comes back onto the track. Max right. is now kind of still going through the curves and Lewis is, you know, milliseconds behind him. And all of a sudden Lewis uses DRS to get in front of Max and right, right. Wait, it wait. Just um, becomes, yeah. One, oh, one part that I thought was great about what you were saying about him pushing off the track or whatever was uh, Lewis Hamilton's team, or one of the team guys saying, like, uh, 
oh, um, they're not going to dock him points for that. And he just goes, yeah, of course. Of course they wouldn't. I was just like, oh, shit, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's perfect. So, anyways, yeah, sorry, back to what you are saying. No, um, it was kind of a perfect rendition because it was kind of the case. Like, Lewis Hamilton is – there are two monumental moments that could take place and the, or that is taking place right now currently, right? You have – Max Verstappen, who has essentially been on the heels of Hamilton since Hamilton has been in um, or, you know, has won his seventh championship. So you have uh, a person in Hamilton who could win an eighth championship, which would be the most all time. It would pass Schumacher, who people believe to be like a F1 God. Um, At the same time. uh, Yeah, his uh, Michael Schumacher. So there's champions named Michael everywhere. Um, (laughs) And so if if Max Verstappen wins, it's going to be the first time in close to seven years that another manufacturer has won a championship and someone other than Lewis has won. Seven years. Wow. And then you, then you have the idea of uh, Verstappen, or I should say, oh my goodness, I got bombarded. Um, uh, Lewis Hamilton, again, who could win eighth. He also has the, you know... He has the weight of the fact that he is black on his shoulders, right? He is the only black Formula One driver. He also happens to be, you know, on the on the precipice of being the best Formula One driver. So there's a lot at stake for him and his legacy, right, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, and that race in general was just so intense, like the back and forth. I mean, not only that story that you just told us about in that picture. I mean, what a crazy story, but like the race in itself too, like getting docked points and then having to start farther back. And then, you know, then pre, was it the pre, it was the qualifying? I'm not sure with the terminology, but like, you know, and then he comes back and then that race was so neck and neck and, you know, um, him having to overtake the step in. And I think Botas was leading in the pre-qualifying right and yeah that that i mean it was just yeah it seems pretty amazing just overall so yeah i think if he wins this one he'll probably go down as at least one of the best racers ever right i mean he's i would say that top two it's pretty much him and michael schumacher um michael schumacher did it at a time where there was far less safety availability right um within the vehicles as a whole but at the same time like in order to win that much, and again, nobody, there's some records that, for example, Lewis Hamilton has kind of overcome. He's won 101 races. Wow. That's insane. No, nobody else has done that. Yeah. Um, you know, he has the accolades in itself of being able to, you know, have seven championships. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. Like, there's no if, and, or but about it, like. Right. There is it, it's it's just it's an amazing feat regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that's um, what's we're getting the... demolished? We're getting demolished. Yeah, Go we ahead. are getting it's absolutely bothering. demolished. Uh, yeah, sorry. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're just working really well as a team and kind of just bombarding us. And I think that's the that's the tricky thing. Like I, I every time I see one of them, I see the two other ones. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, well, they're probably not doing a podcast, though, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Tank. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what but, is the next race that uh, is coming up, and where is it at? They're going to 
Saudi Arabia? Oh, okay, tight. They're going, they're, there's a few, there's a couple races here that they are going to for the first time. So. Oh, okay. And Saudi Arabia is one of them? Yeah. Wow, I threw this guy off the map and he fucking flew back in. What a dick bag. <laughs> wow. Yeah, These guys are good, dude. Yeah, we're not playing with uh, the average Joes here. Wow. <laughs> they, holy shit, they're demolished. Okay, that was amazing. Um, the, the, the two new, they're going to places, two new places that they've never been before, period, point blank. One was just the Jetta track is being completed as we speak. It only got rolled out in the um, F1 2021 game mm. so that uh, players could play that game or play that or race on that track. Oh, um, sorry, where, where's the track? The track's in the video game. Oh, um, but in, is it a real-life place that... Yeah, so the yeah, track where, hasn't been built at... Or the track Come hasn't on. been built physically yet. Yeah. Um, it's almost done. They're going to race in it in two weeks. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. That's dope. It's already in the game, and it's not even, like, fully as created yet. That's crazy. That's insane. In real life, yeah. Yeah, so wow, man. The the track in itself, having played it in the game, I think is going to really favor my squad... Um, yeah. Mercedes, because it's it's sweeping, sweeping straights like long. This guy's trying to, what a dick! This guy's, oh my god, this guy's <laughs> ledge blocking me off the fucking map, dude. What is going <laughs> on here? I didn't even what know you the... could. Right, see that? I don't know if the guy edge blocked you. I tried to be around you, and then there was another guy who I could see on this other ledge above me and basically like curved, bent it like Beckham down and just blasted me in the head and I died. How do you so, curve the ball? That's a good question. Oh my God. Dude, the, oh my God. The, these guys are pros. This, this guy is just like speed dashing me and hitting me off the map. And this other person is just like jump collecting the ball in the air and like double me, doubling me while this guy is beaming me. With his body, it's nuts, dude. Oh, so if you that jump with your spin and then throw it, it's it comes around. Oh, all right, that's cool. Good yeah, thing. Yeah, just got demolished. <clears throat> yeah, we did. Um, well, well, look, look at this, this guy's guy. Saucy, saucy Lord he, he better win. Yeah, he's he got like, like yeah, dude. dude. I know, he's got like glow. He looks like the Nova core with his like Nova symbol oh in the center, God, but like purple oh and like neon rave glasses. So yeah, that yeah, guy. When is you no got the, the I got no life gear going, you better fucking yeah. win, dude. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. I know, dude. You better. Yeah, win. I freaking got like the stock jacket and pants. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah seriously, dude. ridiculous. Uh, right on. Well, um. Yeah, the last thing that I, I kind of want to talk about, which I think you'll definitely like, Drake, uh, maybe, I don't know, but um, it was really badass. Uh, it's called The Harder They Fall. It's Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beats, Lakeith Stainfield. Um, it's kind of about these kind of these black cowboys in the Old West and these two gangs. It's the Love Gang versus the uh, Buck Gang, I want to say. And just a really cool story. Very, like, shot super well. Kind of shot like um, like a Quentin Tarantino movie with the action. Definitely gory, but every character kind of gets their own little tidbit and time to shine. And it is, it's, it's a badass movie. And the soundtrack is top-notch. So my recommendation, yeah, for, for everybody, 
uh, yeah, is oh, to, to watch that if you're looking for a pretty badass action movie that really just kind of is solid all around. By far, one of the, like the cooler, better movies I saw this year. So, yeah, if you haven't watched that, I would check oh, it out. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I definitely want to. Mm-hmm. The style is tight. There's going to be a lot of hats you're going to want, a lot of jackets you're going to want, uh, a lot of cool guns you're going to want. Uh, yeah, so pretty badass. All right, well, something to look forward. That's on HBO Max, huh? Uh, it's no, actually no, no, Netflix. That's on Netflix. I'm like gliding on the outside of the map because I died. But um, yeah, I, I, I saw the trailer of that the other day and I was like, oh man, do I have the time commitment to be able to put there? And I didn't. So right. now I know it's worth it. I'm definitely going to. Well, I mean, I love Westerns in general. And one of my favorite Westerns was, um, what is that movie called? I forget what it was called. To- no, it uh, wasn't Tombstone. It was. Uh, Tombstone was great, by the way. Amazing. No, yeah. It was. Uh, no, what the fuck? What's his name was in it? Uh. Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. Uh, what's that other guy's name? Uh, um, the, the Gladiator was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Russell oh, Crowe. Oh. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, it was a star-studded cast, but it was really just about like quick draws. So that was one of my favorite ones growing up. So I'm really looking forward to seeing any type of like western genre movie. That's always what's up, Colorado. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. This one it oh, kind of takes place that. between Come Texas on. and Mexico, and it yeah, it, it starts with like a holy shit moment. So yeah, I would check that out. Um, nice. It's got you watch something, right? It's oh yeah, I watched a few movies. Um, so yeah, if you want some like just feel good action comedy movies, um, I'd say check out Free Guy. And Red Notice. I know we talked about Red Notice a little earlier. Mm-hmm. But, um, you you had a Ryan Reynolds pretty... weekend. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, um, for you guys, basically, when, when I was watching, I'm like, this is like Lego movie, but real life. Like, because it's Ryan Reynolds. Like, he, uh-huh. you follow him. It's like every day he goes, gets a cup of coffee and whatever. And then he's like, one day it changes a little bit. He gets some goggles that um, actual players. He's an NPC. And he gets um, goggles that like right. real players wear, like all the real like, players wear shades. Yeah, yeah. And he puts like, it NPC, on. And he's like, like what non-playable is all character, right? Yeah, he's a non-playable yeah. character. Yeah. And, in, a, um, in a video game world, is that what it is? Yeah, he's in a video game world, and it's basically it's almost kind of like a Grand Theft Auto esque world. Okay. And um, every day he goes, gets coffee, goes to the bank, and like the same thing happens. He's like part of like a mission mm-hmm. um, where someone robs the bank, and he's like best friends with the security guard there. Like, as they get robbed, he's, like, on the ground talking story with them. Like, oh, yeah, well, well catching up. And um, one day he puts the shades on and he sees, like, that they get access to, like, all these things that he never knew was there. And um, it just goes from there. It's just this fun – they explain um, why he decides to do that. Like, why – as an NPC, he doesn't just follow the programming. They yeah. they explain all of that and, like, it goes into a whole thing. But – um. It's a pretty ah. fun and um, easy-going movie. Um, yeah, and Ryan Reynolds. If you like Ryan Reynolds, it's more of him, his um, witty comedy, being silly and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I also really? watched... So um, this was this Ryan Reynolds oh, better sorry. than Red Notice Ryan Reynolds? 
Um, similar. They're both kind of wise asses, though. In this one, he's more genuine. He's just like a nice guy. Yeah. So, um, in order to like level up, he like he like loves this girl, and then the, this lady who he like falls in love with is like, you can't hang out with me until you're this level. And he's like, I'm gonna gain levels, but by doing good things. And he just becomes like the nice guy. Okay. And he just like is doing all the greatest things, and like people, like real people, are playing the game. They're like. Who is this dude? They they think he's like a hacker because he's like, oh, his skin looks he looks just like an NPC, but right. um, he's like a player. I don't know how he's doing that and whatnot. And right. then it turns into this whole like silly like, you know, he doesn't hurt NPCs, and I don't think we should hurt NPCs. What does that say to us as a culture and all this kind of like silliness? <laughs> right, um, right. But, yeah, yeah. But he's just like a genuinely nice guy. Whereas in uh, Red Notice, he's like, he's a thief and like kind of uh, mischievous, but still okay. funny. Nice. But both right. kind of lighthearted and fun. Yeah. yeah. On a scale of one to Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Is he <laughs> super Deadpool or is he unrecognizable Brian Reynolds? Um, He's not super Deadpool. Deadpool is like probably the most jokey you ever see him. Um, but he's definitely silly in this. He's probably more silly, I'd say. Funny faces and all that stuff. Right on. Nice family movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been on my list, and I've heard it got pretty cool reviews. There's a lot of cool cameos in it and stuff, too. So, yeah, definitely want to yeah. check that out. For sure. Yeah. Well, what about uh, Finch? Oh, Finch was good. Um, I love a good Tom Hanks movie. Um, he does a great job just kind of, like, carrying any sort of movie by himself. Mm -hmm. It's mostly him, and he has a dog and a robot. It, there was parts of it that reminded me of like an I Am Legend kind of aspect. Um, just no like zombie vampires. Um, <laughs> but there's definitely like a threat. It's like post-apocalyptic. You need special suits to go outside now because there's like a huge um, hole in the ozone and there was like a solar flare that knocked everything out. So they are like food is scarce and whatnot and he's, he's like living really safely and he kind of builds a robot because it's like this huge superstorm coming in and he needs to like leave the area that he's been bunkered in for a while. Um, okay. So the movie follows that. Like he picks a destination and he's like, we're just going to go there. And I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a good place to go. And he teaches the robot. Uh, it's kind of like pick up and go. He like, as soon as the robot can walk, he's like, okay, we got to go. You got to learn on the go. And the robot's just kind of learning. And, just, um, like a, just like Bambi. Kind of, yeah. And it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's really smart. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just, you know, I think this was Bambi. I just watched it. It's Bambi. <laughs> Bambi starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> Bambi starring Tom Hanks, yeah. And The Rock was Bambi, like the sketch. But, yeah, the robot, like, it ends up, like, showing a lot of heart. And, like, it's, like, learning, like, a human. Like, it's actually caring about certain things a robot normally wouldn't be caring about or whatnot. And, um, yeah, there's just a lot of heart to the movie. It was good, though. Um, definitely parts that make you sad, make you laugh. It was um, surprisingly Tom really good. Yeah. yeah. Fucking classic Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, I don't know there's a movie. Disney Pixar wrote this movie or something. You're like, oh, <laughs> I mean, every movie is like, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, freaking. What is he not going to be uh, uh, Forrest Gump? You know what I mean? 
Well, yeah, I guess yeah. he's not in this, but I mean, he did, he has his normal accent, but still, he's still Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah, right on. Yep, still Tom Hanks. Yep. Still. Well, I I like that. Uh, yeah. It sounds oh, like and it's on Apple Plus. So if you if you guys have Apple Plus, check it out. Um, it's right. free as long as you you're paying for the membership. You know. Yeah, yeah, yep, um, yep. A- Apple. Yeah. Wait, Apple TV, right? And then there's. Is it, is it Apple oh, Plus? Yeah, Apple. <laughs> Between the, Disney, I don't know. Service yeah. through Apple is that's I, that's the one. It, I, I think it's on Net Hulu Disney Plus, uh, Apple Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's, man, it's so hard to keep track with all these streaming services now, for sure. And then, yeah, and then Drake, you sent us the Halo uh, trailer too coming up, which is going to be super freaking sick. I'm pumped Ooh, about that. Paramount. With Paramount Plus, exactly. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it looks good. Man. I. Oh my God, they they punched me off the freaking. Oh my goodness, wow. Um, no, I'm super stoked about it. I mean. Halo in itself is so iconic. It it almost doesn't make sense that they didn't do it sooner, especially during COVID. Like that would have made so much views. Um, but right, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I'll go for it. No, oh no, I was just, yeah, I was just gonna say. It seems like they've been making this show forever. I feel like I heard about it like years and years ago. Like they were gonna try to uh, do a, a, a Halo movie or show. So. Yeah, it, right. it seems like it's about time. Yeah, yeah. super about time. Um, I mean, Halo is one of the first like major gaming experiences I've, ha- I've had with you, Thomas, was when you played Halo at the Casa and everybody would try to fight to be second place. I mean, you just... <laughs> it was a slaughterhouse every time. <sighs> it felt was pretty nice to be a god. You. Yeah, it felt pretty nice to be a god for a while. Yeah, uh, it was really hard to... Yeah, it was really hard to... Uh, relate because you were just so godly so yeah yeah um you you had that uh, many a times and probably more important things i that's probably how you feel in jujitsu in real life which is arguably way more important but uh and then and then meeting scott and then getting into smash brothers and feeling like a complete idiot and that yeah. you know uh, i might as well stop playing video games was you know so i think we've all had those moments for different <laughs> we humble each other in different games <laughs> right 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 <laughs> in different aspects yeah, exactly yeah uh yeah so for sure that that looks dope um i don't know who the main actor is do you guys know um i do not yeah i wonder i wonder if it's gonna follow like i wonder how it's gonna be because i think you read i i knew a little bit about the books from what people would tell me but i didn't read the books you actually read the book right scott yeah yeah um i read the first three um but yeah man if they were to do it like the first book like that would be cool um they they do like the whole um i mean it's kind of fucked up how they make the spartans but like they pick certain kids and they um i believe they like I'm right about this because it's been a while. I think they like would clone the kid that they'd want to take, and then your family wouldn't really know. Um, and um, they would take the kids, and they would do like experiments on them, like they basically like military boot camp kind of shit. Um, teach them and like they would put them through almost oh, like oh. King, Kingman style tests, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's basically like that, like Kingsman kind of stuff. And then once you pass certain tests, like you're at the top of your class in whatever you're doing, like um, strongest, most strategic, whatever the hell, or everyone had their own strengths as well. Um, then they would give you the like super soldier serum, basically. And um, it, 
because the suits they give you, I think you needed that in order to actually wear them. Um, they, right. Like the end result Spartan suits. And if you live through it, then you become a Spartan. Um, mm. And not everyone did. But it, it was like, yeah, it was just insane. Like they would, um, right. I remember there were certain parts of the book where they would put like them as kids, do training scenarios um, up against the adults and like the adults didn't know what the heck was going on and they'd like lose like these 12 year olds like in like these wow. really strange capture the flag scenarios and whatnot yeah that like, was just there like was ultra violent and, and like cra crazy right <laughs> yeah. yeah there was like one scenario where they, they gave them their set of um tools and whatnot to use for the scenario and they're like you got to sneak by and get this thing whatever and then like the way they did it is like they be laid through the ceiling or whatnot and the soldiers were like, how the hell did they even get rope? Like, we didn't even give them rope. And, like, yeah. it just was to show, like, they're, like, super intuitive and just, like, innovative, and they just would just create ways to get us scenarios and whatnot. Um, wow. But it was really cool, because you have to see other Spartans besides Master Chief. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, not all of them died like like a Spartan would want to die. So they, they really made you feel for certain Spartans. So if they were to, like, go into that... That would be so sick. Um, nice. I think there's a lot of good story to tell there. Yeah. Man, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, just because of the fact that you really do only play Master Chief and, then, like, there has to be Spartans. One thing I think that always stood out to me, from, I think from hearing this from you, was that, like, the suit itself, too, is, like, it's, it's so powerful and so strong that if a normal person goes in it, you would basically just, like, rip your body parts a, like off your body right because it's just like yeah it's so strong it's so just physically straining right right because i think um it's like it responds based basically like um almost on like you thinking about what you want to do so mm. and it it responds quickly too so if like if you can't if your body can't like handle moving that quick then you'll just like you know like i guess dislocate your arm or like rip a muscle or whatever it is because yeah. your body can't handle going that fast. So, right. yeah, they literally right. had to give them that super soldier serum. But wow. it's pretty sick. I hope they go into all of that. That would be great. Yeah, man, yeah, that, that sounds so tight. That sounds tight. All that, all that. I love it, man. It'd be, it'd be so sick. And it makes sense, like, new Halo video game coming out and all that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. super exciting. We'll see what they do with it. Um, that trailer looks dope, so you can see it. You can find it on YouTube. Um, yeah, well, on that note, um, I'm kind of... Yeah, I, I I don't have much else um, that you know I, I could talk about tonight. But yeah, do you guys have any final thoughts? Anything else you wanted to share or close out with? No, I think um, in terms of I think the end of the year, where like a lot of the things that we're learning is just building as to that crescendo that's going to be the release of kind of everything moving forward once no way home hits i think we're gonna start to see you know much quicker uh tangents to get to all these other movies into 2022 which is i think is going to be a great year so just looking forward to all this stuff coming to fruition yeah for sure yeah, yeah. and to your point uh on no way home there are actually releasing the second trailer tomorrow and so Ooh. we should we should probably get the trailer that we'll be able to see tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, so they're going to do a 
Hollywood release. I was going to try to go to it, but um, it just doesn't make sense for me to try to get up there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So um, people are thinking that it is kind of interestingly coincidental that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland all happen to be in L.A. right now. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I did hear um, someone say that there's a possibility of um, them all three being there. What, what better to show what the fans truly want than at a live fan event. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, either way, I'm excited to just see see another trailer. I almost don't want to see much more from it. I'm, they got me. I'm sold. It sounds dope. I mean, just the fact that we're getting William Defoe and Andrew Molina back is like, I, I'm already sold. But yeah. yeah Spider-Man. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. What about you, Scott? Um, no, I think we covered everything we were looking to cover. Um, I'm excited to, especially for Spider-Man and like you were saying, Drake, um, how that's going to probably be like the next thing that's going to kick off what Marvel has to, sh uh, what is it? Like the next phase, I guess you want to say? Yeah, phase. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be the next big thing in the phase that's going to like let us know like what to expect maybe in upcoming right. movies. Right. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. It was like we were actually gonna get to see the repercussions of like of the multiverse, you know, and then what is that that spawns so many other stories and possibilities and whatnot. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think it's gonna be pretty tight. Well, right on, we are I don't know how close we are to finishing this match, but uh yeah, dude, we made it episode eight. Uh dude, two months of solid content coming uh out and yeah we're just gonna keep it going i i i'm i'm gonna say this on the podcast recording like uh we i i'm gonna be very adamant about trying to get better mics so that audio quality goes up i'm gonna be very adamant about trying to get a camera going so that there is a little bit better of a streaming option for people who are watching live on Twitch uh, and, you know, do a better job of getting it onto more, uh, you know, different platforms so people can check it out in different ways. Uh, and I'm going to hold it to us that we get this trailer out before next week's episode. So that's my challenge. And I also want to challenge other people, if you are listening, to share it with one other people this next week. Uh, that is our call to action for you. So one other person that might enjoy it or who likes pop culture, Marvel, DC, uh, any type of uh, movie shows, news, uh, yeah, please let them know about it. Cool. All right, guys. Nice. Well, thank you. Um, tight. All right. Well, peace. I'm going to end on that note and catch you next week. Peace. Peace. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.